Welcome to Abiding in Hope, a production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio in Columbus, Ohio, and St. Rose of Lima Catholic Radio in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I'm Marianne Jepson, clinical counselor in Columbus, and... I'm Father John Sims Baker, pastor of St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And it's always great to talk with you, Father. I love it. I miss you in Columbus, but this is the next best thing. It is. The wonders of technology. It's so good to be able to carry on the show. So, um, would you I'm going to pl- let our oh, listeners yes. in on a little uh, secret, maybe? Good. Oh, yeah. That they wouldn't, because they don't get to see the show, but mm-hmm. they can hear it. Yes. And I just want you all to know that Marianne is insanely jealous <laughs> of these headphones that I have <laughs> that change color. They're so cool. Anyhow... And it, Marianne it, is very jealous of those. I am. It's like, it's just unfair. I mean, I'm going to have to write a question about this one of these days, I think. <laughs> it's like my, oh, what do I do with the jealousy, Father? It'll be a question about envy. envy. Physician, heal thyself. <laughs> yes. I just turned to prayer. I, you know, what's sacrificial? We talk so much about sacrifice. Um, I, you know, Dave, our producer here, don't you, Father? I'm sure you of miss course. him. Speaking of these um, headphones, he sent me a uh, little note here that says, "Help me, Father. <laughs> <laughs> Help me, Father." About the, uh, <laughs> I guess that was from a, a previous show. One of the people um, who sent a question in ended it with, "Help me, Father." Oh, I see. So, help so me, I- Father. I want, I want some colorful. <laughs> Some earphones that light up, some headsets. Right. Oh, no, I don't, really. Oh, yes, Just you do. Teasing. Just teasing. <laughs> Good thing I don't have to look at you that we're just doing this over the phone, all right? That envy would be just debilitating. <laughs> okay, we better get to work. We are really trying to avoid the tough part of this show, aren't we? We are. Let's get into it. Did we? Did we pray? We got off the... We didn't pray yet. I know. I'm sorry. Let's okay, pray. Okay, Father. All right. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you and bless you and glorify you and thank you. We offer everything today to you. We ask you to accept it and use it as you see fit. Help us to remember to just keep offering everything to you every small or big thing that we have to do to try to do it with love for you and in service to our brothers and sisters. And we ask all these prayers through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we ask for the intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray together. Hail Mary, Mary, full full of of grace, the the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed Blessed art thou thou among women, women, and and blessed blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, now now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so we need to dig right in here, Father. Thank you for that beautiful prayer. Uh, We certainly need it to help us get through these questions sometimes. We greatly appreciate them, but some of them we find are really quite tough for us. Um, Anyway, so here's one. 
Um, I am disappointed by so many of the offerings, both on television and at the movies. If we want to go as a family or if our teenage children want to have some entertainment, it seems like the pickings are getting pretty thin. Much of it is simply unacceptable. Could you offer any suggestions for a source for a more balanced and healthy approach for entertainment as opposed to the typical choices that are readily available to both adults and our children? Well, and that's a good question, and I completely agree with it, especially as somebody who hardly ever watches television or goes to a movie. <laughs> but, yes, there's, um, that makes two of us. <laughs> but um, what I have seen in some Catholic families that I really have gotten to know uh, some uh, that I think is a really great idea – is to to work on trying to entertain yourselves, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Sure. Um, uh, I, I know some families who, and again, they're uh, people who, well, both of the family, a couple of the families I'm thinking about are both pretty musically gifted, but um, have all kinds of talents. And I, I know it's fun to, even now visiting these, the, sometimes they'll have these um They'll call them like a coffee house or open mic kind of thing. And just though, you know, some of their children or whatever will do some sort of musical thing or this or that. or But they'll invite their friends over, you know, uh-huh. or the parents, you know, and, th- and they'll do things. Everybody loves to get up in front of other people. I mean, most of the time. I mean, people pretty well. And, and it's a pretty safe crowd, you know. Um, or I've been over sometimes, too, where they'll have this, like, Okay, everybody picks out something they want to read, you know, like some kind of reading or something like that, you know. And it, again, it sounds a little boring in a way, but it's also awfully fun, I, I, I have found. Or to maybe be a little bit um, creative in looking for maybe other entertainments as well. I know we had in the parish here a couple of weeks ago, I have a there's a there's a large state university here that has a very good music school and we have a, one of the professors from the music school is a very active parishioner and every year he has a concert in the church with some of his students uh, and they did this a couple of weeks ago and it was just magnificent i went up to him afterwards i said to him i said that was good for my soul mm. to tell you the truth mm-hmm. the music was beautifully very well done these young People, his students. He's very good. They were, very, and um, and it just reminded me. You know, I need to to do that sort of thing. And I know, for example, that we have this large state university. Well, every week they publish this list of various concerts or talks or various things that go on. Some of which you wouldn't want to touch with a ten foot pole, but sure. <laughs> other but other things that are sort of really kind of neat. You know, things that are there. Maybe to look for things, you know, community things or whatever also that are maybe, you know, rather than just turning on the television or just, um, uh, you know, um, going to the movies or something. Uh, but also that idea of maybe trying to entertain yourselves. I, I find that uh, just so intriguing with these families that I go to and just see how they, they just eat it up. They mm-hmm. uh, um and and you know each sort of does his or her own thing and uh, so and and you know getting you know children or whatever interested in you know music I just throw music out there but other sort of you know talents or 
things. Um, I, I think it's just you know really delightful to tell you the truth. Sure, I the, uh, exactly the things I was going to say. You know, I think that all of this to avoid the the poor offerings on television and at the movies and things. Having a mindset about this stuff early on in a child's life, um, because it requires forethought and planning to avoid this stuff, because there's so many traps that are out there. So having this mindset early on when children are young, it's never too late, you know, to to talk with your children about it when they're teens, but to really start to wait until they're like 15 and they're already in the swamp and, and they've already seen pornography and they, you know, all kinds of things. It's, it's, I I would say it's never too late to talk with them, but why wait that long? Start early with these things. So have this forethought and plan these things in advance. So, um, things like you mentioned, Father, to engage the ima- imagination and inspire and also engage the conscience early yes. on. About and not to just and- be passive either, to no. be active participants in these things. And like you say, Mary, it takes some planning on the front end. But I know people after a while, then they're like, oh, I would much rather go. Well, like um, I had a, there's a young priest friend of mine who works in campus ministry. Well, he got really into you know, doing these rock climbing things, which is sure. a really thing. And he would go and do that with students, you know, or whatever, which is much better than, you know, sitting around and, you know, watching a movie Absolutely. or something. Absolutely. Do it's recreational exercise, hikes, sledding in the wintertime, snowball <laughs> fights in the inter- yeah. wintertime, swimming in the summer, learning to cook and paint and, and music, as you mentioned, all kinds of different artistic things that, that elevate Yes. You know. One this finding that the, the cooking thing. I went I was stopping by the I used to be in campus ministry myself and I was stopping by the center one day and it was one day would I think there was a break going on and I went into I was supposed to meet this young priest and I went in and there was this young man back in the kitchen and he had just all kinds of things going. And I said, Well, what are you doing? or whatever. He said, I've got a date. And I'm cooking dinner. Isn't that sweet? And I went, yeah. I went, you old romantic, you. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. But that's fun to to learn how to cook, learn a new language. I mean, there's so many apps, for goodness sakes, that are, don't cost much or they're free that you can, you know, learn a language together or something like that. Now, that seems like one more thing that like homework sort of thing for a lot of kids. But if you start early in in directing them towards things that expand their horizons and um, cause them to learn and be interested in more about the world. And, and of course, there's endless opportunities to help other people. There are a couple um, websites, though, that I wanted to say, because this question was directed um, towards television and movies. And yes. there's this pretty neat one, I think, that's called fishflix.com. That uh, I'm not sure it, it mentions Catholic movies, so I think it might be um, a Catholic one, but I, I don't think it's maybe entirely. I, they would say Christian as well. It's got movies of all kinds on there that you can get for um, inexpensive prices. 
um, in terms of movie guides and things also, Catholic.org has one, and there's uh, DecentFilms.com. If you're going to the movies and you want to see what the ratings are and things like that, DecentFilms.com or um, the movie guide on Catholic.org are good. But, but do know, check that even, fish flick even, stuff. Oh, go ahead. Even funny things. I know when I was at a, a rectory uh, before I came to the parish here and – uh, sometimes we would just have jokes with some of the priests. They would have the television on, <laughs> yeah. like at night. Sometimes we, we would come in after whatever to they have the news on or something. But we would watch some program. I remember there's this one of the priests that I had this long running joke. There's one of these channels, like I believe it was like the History Channel or something. It had all these infinite number of programs about Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Finding Bigfoot, and I would make him watch those, and it was so funny. And like he said, they can't have found found Bigfoot. It would been on the news or something. Around, I said, no, 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 we have to watch. I think they're going to find him this time, or you know. And um, so so sometimes just finding something ridiculous like that, yeah, because it was pretty safe. There wasn't anything bad. Yeah, there's a lot of good series out there too. So I don't know if that helps you at all. I can, you know how Davis, it's a fishing site, fishflicks, um, fishflicks.com. Dave says it's a fishing site. Spell it this way. Oh, yes, yes. I'm sorry. He's telling me to spell <laughs> fishflicks, F-I-S-H-F-L-I-X.com. I did forget to spell it. So Dave said fishflicks, F-L-I-C-K-S, is a fishing site <laughs> just for <laughs> – thank God we have Dave here. What would I do without him? So, um, well, anyway, there we go. We're off the rails again, but I think we have another question here. Maybe we should get to it before we dig a hole deeper and – Lose all of our time. So are you ready for the second one, Father? Sitting on ready. Rocking Rockin on, on go. go. Okay. After a number of professional setbacks and disappointments, as well as a number of problems in my family, and then this is in parentheses, related to the alcohol usage of my spouse and the disobedience, defiance, and dangerous choices of my teen and young adult children, I have become angry and short-tempered. I'm not happy with my family or myself, especially after I have an outburst of anger. I know this isn't how God expects me to behave as a spouse or a parent, but I'm having trouble finding my way through all of this. Any help is appreciated. Help me, Father. It didn't say no, that. that. Wasn't I there. That's not on the end of every question, Mary. But no, but seriously, this is a you know this is a um, you know very heartfelt uh, question. Um, and I think a situation that probably many, many of our listeners, maybe not exactly these same scenarios, but mm-hmm. um, where the the questioner says, the sin in the question says, I have become angry and short-tempered. Mm-hmm. I think we live in a world where there's so much of that anger and, sh- and people being short-tempered for various reasons, you know, things have come up. And so how do we deal with that? How do we deal with the uh, you know, the frustrations that can, you know, lead us, one response would be, uh, you know, anger. Um, how can we respond in a different way or in a better way? You know, I think one of the things has to do with our, to some extent, our expectations, you know, of ourselves and other people and even just the world and life and that sort of thing. I heard one somebody say, I can't remember who to attribute this to but an expectation is a resentment waiting to happen mm-hmm. isn't it the and, truth yeah that's a good one and so 
Um, and I think a lot of times if we look at our expectations, we, we would really find, if we're honest, they're maybe kind of pridefully inflated. The things we expect about ourselves, <laughs> that gives us anger and disappointment there, um, about other people, about the world in general. I remember my mother had a song. This was a, a country song from way, way back. I think it was Jeannie Seeley or something like Anyhow, but it was called um, – I never promised you a rose garden. Oh, you, yes. That? Yes. <laughs> and I think a lot of us are expecting a rose garden. And if we don't get it or if it's a rainy day or something like that, we feel really – and like, well, wait a minute. That expectation is really not realistic. I did not have any rational basis for, to expect a rose garden. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Sure. And so, <laughs> And so if we can then just instead maybe try to set aside those expectations – and just say, okay, this is what I have. This is what, you know, this is who I am. And this is who, um, you know, the people in my life are. And this is the way my life is. There was a, there's a wonderful spiritual writer whom I like very much. Uh, he writes wonderful little books that are, one reason I like them so much is they tend to be very short. <laughs> but he's a French priest called Father oh. Jacques Philippe. Yes, yes. And I remember one time at a, <laughs> hearing him speak in person, actually, it's where I heard this, and <laughs> it felt it just sort of like, I felt like he just hit me right between the eyes <laughs> when he said, we must accept our lives from God, to accept our lives from God, just the way they are, you know, to accept ourselves the way we are, to accept the other people in our lives the way they are. To accept the circumstances in our lives, the way to accept them. Now that doesn't mean you're fatalistic or resign, or whatever you know. Uh, but on the other, but to to just fundamentally accept that, and then look for the good that's there. You know, a lot of times if we're expecting something that is kind of inflated, then we're very disappointed. I remember one time being on a vacation with a friend of mine, and it involves visiting some of his family in another country and um i got kind of irritated for a while frankly because things weren't turning out the way i was expecting and then i thought well let me just go with what's here and it was really wildly different from what i had expected but it became much more fun at that point you know i mean that's a very small example no that's a good one i love that example because it gave me imagery of you being frustrated which i've not seen so (laughs) um well but it's not a pretty sight oh it isn't okay well but that's very interesting though that something so simple and just talking to yourself and saying look i'm i what do what choice do i have here you know here i am in another country and i might as well just go with the flow and see what happens um, and so, but I, but seriously, I've had conversations with people about some very serious things at times, you know, about, um, you know, sometimes about maybe a, a, a parent relationship, you know, later, and, and that parent has just maybe never been the parent that this child, maybe even an adult child now, hoped for or wanted. And I would say, well, you know, you can be resentful about that and continue on with that, or you can just sort of say, well, what what is there that is good in this relationship, you know? And there's always something, you know? I mean, it may be very tiny, you know? Mm-hmm. It might be far less than what you would have hoped for. But if you'll focus on that and say, well, let me, let's, let's do with that, then we can, you know, start to 
avoid anyhow the anger and being short-tempered and start to see ourselves as, you know, as blessed. Um, and then that way we can respond. Not that it's not a cross very often, but again, I'm here, the broken record again, deny yourself every day, take up your <laughs> cross and follow me. <laughs> but, uh, um, um, but it means, and, and a word that you use, Marianne, was very good, was choice. You know, mm-hmm. ultimately we do have a choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. Um, I think, you know, when we feel that anger just boiling up inside of us, it's a good time to just stop and say to ourselves, what is this all about? I'm feeling this and the, the others around me don't seem to be quite feeling the same. They seem to see no problem with whatever they're doing or what, whatever the situation is. Looking back into yourself, anger is always a, an issue of, of power and control. You're trying to control the situation, oftentimes over which you have no control. Maybe if you, you, you might not have any control, but what you can do is control yourself. That's where you have control. So people who, um, who go off on other people in angry outrages and things. As much as this is an attempt to control a situation, who ends up looking like they have no control, like they've totally lost control? It's the person who's doing the raging and, and being angry. Whether it really is a, is a rage, comes out as a rage, or you just feel it all inside yourself, that's who feels the worst about it. You do, the person with the anger. So understanding, like, why am I trying to control this? What is this about the power that there, people aren't paying attention to me or whatever? Anger oftentimes becomes a habit. It becomes a way of responding to the situations that frustrate us. And it doesn't have to become a habit. And if it is a habit, it can be changed. So know that that is where you have control is in changing it. How you do that is, a, is, is, is stopping yourself at the moment that you're feeling it, number one, and, and, and looking at the causes. And as, as you say, Father, looking at those expectations, why do, what good are these expectations that I'm having for these other people? Probably it's best if I really want to um, make some progress in this situation. I need to calm myself down, take a break from this whole situation, calm myself down, say a few prayers, ask for God's help in this to calm me down and to give me the right words to talk to my family or to talk to my boss or or to talk to whoever it is. Um, being very rational. But the other thing I want to add into this is to prevent this from becoming a habit it's it's good to start practicing forgiveness mm-hmm. and you know and looking at god making that a habit forgiveness and you know what you walk away feeling so much better about yourself because it's not about enacting revenge or or anything it's about turning this to god and letting god be the judge of the situation and um and well you know and another point i would just bring out is like some of the specifics that this question brought up, uh, you know, alcohol abuse or oh, yeah, disobedience, right, right. Mm-hmm. defiance, mm-hmm. dangerous behaviors. You know, if we um, can, again, deny ourselves, it's not first think or how this is affecting me, but just look at the other person and realize, you know, something's got to be really wrong 
you know? Right. That person is hurting in some way. The way that they're, you know, medicating that hurt is maybe not great. But underneath that, there's there's something, they need something, you know? And if you can even just get yourself to think about the other person that way, you know, not just their objectionable behavior, mm-hmm. but but the but the the root of it, which is probably some pain or misery that they're in, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that can help with the understanding. It doesn't necessarily right. change the difficulty of the situation, but but it means you can you can then choose to respond. I think in a more loving way rather than in an angry way. Yeah, and I have seen that um, just work remarkable um, miracles in a sense if seeking understanding and then operating out of love in marriages in other relationships it's putting you know calming yourself down in the moment and then really seeking an understanding into the situation Um, not always can you change the situations by seeking understanding or offering love because sometimes the other person just doesn't accept that stuff Um, but yet Anger is not going to serve you well in these situations. It it won't unless it, you know there's righteous anger, which Jesus had. Of course, we we know that. But um, many of these situations just are very very different than that. Um, I I was recently um, at in Hansville at the Shrine of the Most Blessed Sacrament, Mother Angelica's um, Monastery there. And um, they have a wonderful gift shop. And, and it was interesting because while I was there, someone that I, I know and love um, uh, was um, talking about their anger, um, about a number of situations, losing a job and, and various sorts of things. And, um, and so in that, in that um, bookshop there, I found this book. Um, it's called Overcoming Sinful Anger. How to Master Your Emotions and Bring Peace to Your Life by Reverend T.G. Morrow, M-O-R-R-O-W. So I picked it up and I said um, to this person, um, here, <laughs> look, in the midst of, the, in between jobs and things like this, I said, here's a book for you, Overcoming Sinful Anger. And in fact, I think I'll get it for myself. I mean, this is a helpful little thing. To It's a small book. It's an easy read by Sophia Institute Press, and I think it's something that, you know, anybody could um, get some great ideas out of this book. I think it's a really nice little thing. Easy read. And who doesn't love an easy read? Nobody. Nobody. (laughs) Father, I hate to say this, but um, the time has come yet again that um, we've, we've run out of time. And so I hope we've covered all of these questions well. Um, if you have questions you'd like to send in, and we hope you do, the place to send them is abidinginhope.com. And um, Father, will you send us out with a blessing, please? Of course. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Until next time, be blessed and send your questions to abidinginhope.com. Veni Sancti.